The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Family Matters with your host, Dr. Virginia Collin. In this program, we will explore some of the challenges families face and the solutions they create in today's world where marriage, parenting, and family forms are not what they once were. Now, here is Dr. Virginia Collin. My guest today is Jennifer, or Jenna, Moyer. We're going to be talking about why getting a lawyer should be the last thing you do in divorce, not the first. Jennifer Moyer is a nationally known family lawyer and legal strategist, affectionately called the Heartcore Lawyer, for her evolutionary and heart-centered approach to guiding clients through divorce. As a founder of the National Divorce Support Alliance, which is where I met her, the nation's largest divorce support organization, she has spent the past six years on the front lines with tens of thousands of men and women, empowering them to survive whole, mind, body, and soul. Committed to improving legal services nationwide, she coaches other divorce lawyers to be more streamlined and stop being their client's number one regret. So I'll start, Jennifer, by asking you, why do lawyers have such a bad reputation? What is it about divorce lawyers that can make them the client's number one regret? (laughs) Exactly. Well, hi, Virginia. It's so good to catch up with you. It's been a little while. Um, Yeah. To answer your question, you know, it's really unfortunate. You know, when you pay good money to hire a professional, at the end of the day, you don't want to hate the experience. And I think it's just that, you know, there's there are many steps along the road to divorce. And truthfully, it is a marathon. It is not a sprint. So, you know, often husbands or wives, they find themselves on this unfamiliar path. And they don't know how they got there sometimes, and they don't know why they're there sometimes, but they're there, and they kind of freeze, and they panic. And it's a knee-jerk reaction, but, you know, you immediately look around for someone to guide you through this unfamiliar territory called divorce, and because you don't know any better, you know, oftentimes your first stop is to a lawyer. But, you know, speaking as a lawyer and seeing how the process really works out, in my experience, I can say that, you know, I can say this even as a lawyer, it's, it's not always the best first step to take. But if you've never worked with a lawyer before, you wouldn't know what you're getting into. So um, when I am speaking publicly or, or sharing um, guidance and strategy with uh, new members in the, in the National Divorce Support Alliance, I oftentimes use this story that happened to me to kind of describe the attorney-client relationship. And because first-timers don't know, it kind of helps to give them a very profound visual. And I call this story the cab ride from hell, which is exactly what I experienced. I went, I went to New York. Sounds like an interesting ago. story. 
<laughs> it was it was actually profound. I experienced this firsthand. I went to New York for the very first time just a few years ago, and I was really excited to um, leave my hotel, step out on the front walk, and kind of see the hustle and bustle of New York as exactly as we've always heard it to be. And I wanted to get across town to the Empire State Building. And I didn't know how to get there. I really didn't exactly know where I was, per se, in the grand scheme of the whole city. I just put my hand out, and lo and behold, a cab pulled up and said, get in. And that's kind of the same experience for many people who find themselves on the road to divorce. They're really not sure where they're at in the grand scheme of things, or even really how to get to where they're going, or <laughs> even what the process is going to be. But they kind of trustingly stick their hand out there and flag down a, a passing professional and say, can you get me to where I'm going? And they say, sure, get in. And then, you know, you close the door and you find that you are literally a hostage in the back seat of a process that you may not like and you may not even want. And in my experience, as I was literally sitting in the back of that cab, it was a terrifying experience. I mean, I was going way too fast down narrow streets. I was not comfortable going up over the sides of the sidewalk. You know, there were potholes. There was there were street vendors that, you know, there was a car crash, and we had to go up on the sidewalk to get out of the way. It was crazy. And the whole time, I kept thinking to myself, I have no idea what direction we're going right now. I don't even know if we're heading where I'm where I think we're heading and I had no control over the speed that that the whole process took. I had no control over the direction it took. And I actually had no control over how I looked as I got out of that cab at the end of the ride. I felt pretty disheveled, I was a little concerned and it was only then at the end of that horrendous experience that the cabbie turned and said, "Okay, $40, please." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" $40 for that? You should be ashamed of yourself. And that's kind of the experience that a lot of first-timers have when they get done with the divorce process. They think, dear God, I have to pay for this? And it was excruciatingly difficult for them to um, ascertain you know, the timing or the pace or the tenor of the proceeding because it wasn't really being explained to them. And, and that's, not something that, that's not something that lawyers are very well trained to do, to actually explain the process. So, you know, as I said a moment ago, you know, this friction builds up between lawyers and clients because from day one of law school, the lawyer was always trained to litigate that way. And the client didn't know any better and, and made the lawyer the first stop on their journey. So automatically they're a little bit at odds with what each other is prepared to do. And, and you know, that's sort of why I, I make that analogy um, to to demonstrate and kind of draw pictures for first-timers to say, you know what, it may not be the best first stop for you on your process. You know, as that friction builds up, so often during our National Divorce Support Alliance meetings, we have support group meetings, and, and people will dial in from all over the country to participate by phone, and no matter where they're from, we often hear the same lament. They are just as eager to divorce their lawyer as they are their spouse. And that says something. You know, they can't wait to get out from under the process. They can't wait to get away from their lawyer. They feel just as as burdened and abused sometimes by the lawyer as they do their spouse. So after so many years of hearing the same complaints over and over again, I was just tired of feeling like, you know, I'm part of a problem. 
and I wanted to, I was inspired by everybody to think of a better way, and, and, I, and I figured out a way to stop being part of the systemic legal industry problem and, and began to try to be part of a solution, and that's how the concept of transformative divorce was born through our support group. Let's come back to transformative divorce in a moment. I'd like to talk about your cab ride from hell. And I get how scary that is. I was divorced myself, and for a while I was working with an attorney, and it was really scary because I had no control over what the attorney did. He didn't do things the way I wanted them done. The process took massively longer than I thought it should take. And as you say, I had no control. But I would still think that a lot of people would expect step one, you go talk to a lawyer. The lawyer will explain the process to you. Now, my lawyer didn't. Mm -hmm. But is that common that lawyers just kind of don't tell you what the ride is going to be like? Well, unfortunately, you know, it's just sort of the way lawyers are trained. And and I can speak firsthand because it wasn't until I became extremely dissatisfied with the status quo that I even sought to find a way to change it. And um, the only reason I even felt provoked to try to uh, improve it is because, A, I had been on the other side of the table myself experiencing what you're experiencing going through that. And B, I kept hearing so many complaints from other people Mm -hmm. who were going through it time after time after time, no matter where they were geographically, no matter where they were socioeconomically. It's like the one common denominator is everybody hated their lawyer. Oh, my gosh. And it kind of got me thinking about how that's got to be a larger problem. There's got to be a better way. And And so you came up with transformative Mm -hmm. divorce. Tell me how that works. So, you know, transformative divorce, is uh, this philosophy, this practice that we have evolved and we have created through the National Divorce Support Alliance. It is a more heart-centered and holistic process to experience divorce. So transformative divorce is a philosophy that at its core believes you are more than just your legal process and that nobody should be making the alpha and the omega of your divorce based upon the courthouse. The beginning step should not be related to the courthouse, and the last step should not be related to the courthouse. There's so much more beyond that, and nobody really addresses the other stuff. So it wouldn't be fair to take your legal case in a vacuum, and that would be shortchanging you. So we honor a more broad definition of what the divorce actually is so that we can actually dig in and create real solutions for the people who are going through um, divorce, because for every divorce decision that you make, there's a very real emotional impact to the divorce decisions that you make. There's a very real mental impact upon your focus and productivity at work, your ability to function and maintain present. There's a Mm -hmm. huge impact also upon your physical well-being, because emotional stress manifests physically. So for every divorce decision you make, there is some physical impact upon your health. There's Mm -hmm. also some spiritual impact. For those people who are religious, they find sometimes a lot of friction to try to relate to their deity, to stay divorced and devout. But for those who aren't religious, 
there is a very real energetic impact to the divorce decisions that you make because on an energetic level, you are pushing out vibrations that are connecting with people and things around you. And if you're going through a high drama divorce, you're marinating in a vibration that's high drama and you're just attracting more drama to you. Every divorce decision also has a financial impact. That goes without saying. We know people who have gotten bankrupt through their divorce. And there's a very real interpersonal impact upon your friends, your loved ones, especially your children. All of that is in addition to the legal impact. So how short-sighted would it be to only consider somebody's legal process as they're going through divorce? And, And we recognize that, and that's why we expand our definition of divorce to consider the entire transformative process on all seven sides of that person's well-being. Their emotional well-being, mental well-being, physical well-being, spiritual, financial, and interpersonal in addition to the legal. And that's what sets transformative divorce apart from, you know, traditional divorce, which really only looks at the court case process, because this can then become a solution, a comprehensive strategy that can help you streamline your recovery when you look at all seven sides of your transformation as your as a process as a whole. You then can build a strategy off of the whole that can streamline your recovery as a whole. And when when you're not ignoring some of these other important factors of yourself, it does help you save time in the long run. It does help you save money. It does help you save some sanity. Because you're not so stressed wondering, why am I not connecting and aligning with this process that is my life? So that certainly sounds like a much better way to move in the direction of divorce, to be aware that it is affecting all aspects of your life. your Exactly. Your heart and your soul and your health and your relationships. And that's why we say that transformative divorce at its core strives to help you survive whole mind, Mm -hmm. body, and soul, so that you have a tool that you can use to become the best version of yourself going forward. And ultimately, it's the strategy. If your first stop should not be at a lawyer's office, where should it be? Well, there's, as I mentioned, to unpack that answer a little bit more, there are seven different parts to surviving divorce. And, um, you know, the strategy, of course, is to to actually differentiate between, you know, thriving versus just surviving after your divorce. But the reality is, you know, you look at any, the cornerstone to any good strategy is knowing what the end goal is, okay? And, And then you architect action steps to get you there. You can't just float passively on an inner tube of life going down the whitewater rapids of divorce without planning, where do you want to land? Because if you let the process push you, there is no saying where or when you'll finally get out of it. But if you prepare, then you're forewarned and forearmed and for sure that you're making decisions to help you get to where you want to go. Okay. So you need to get clear about your goal and you need to prepare Mm -hmm. with that goal in mind. Correct. Correct. And it's not as difficult as it seems. You know, we've created a diagnostic through the support group that helps us isolate how the different divorce decisions affect all seven sides of a person's journey, 
of their transformation. And um, it does help us to see, you know what, as this person is kind of um, going through the diagnostic and, and answering how they are faring, how they are doing in all of the different aspects of their well-being, you know, you'd be surprised to see that their first stop isn't oftentimes to be um, taking an action step that, that addresses their legal well-being. Okay, Jennifer, we need to take a break for a minute or two. Um, When we come back, we'll be talking about these seven aspects of a transformational divorce. My guest today is Jennifer Moyer, nationally known family lawyer and legal strategist. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions, especially in cases of divorce. Far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, Visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. are listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at collinfamilymediationgroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. My guest today is Jennifer Moyer the hardcore lawyer and founder of the National Divorce Support Alliance. We've been talking about transformational divorce. What's next, Jenna? Well, um, you had asked before the break just basically what their, um, how can they kind of unpack their action steps. And I was just 
drawing a, a brief background statement to say that, you know, as I look at everybody's diagnostics, as we go through them, I'd say nine times out of ten, I find that the husband or wife has a bigger priority to get squared away as their very first action step, not the legal one. It, it could be the financial preparation. It could be emotional preparation. It could be interpersonal preparation because they have kids and maybe they need to improve their custody parenting schedule before they're under the courthouse microscope with every little thing they say or do. You know, it's, it's the biggest impact is that this transformative divorce philosophy that it has upon this strategy is that it opens up the range of possible solutions for a husband or wife to actually get the support they need in any or all of the seven different portions of their divorce process, rather than just solely focusing on the legal one. Um, and that's because it's not the only solution, and most people assume that it is, and, and they're also told by their lawyers <clears throat> that it is. So to answer your question about where else can they go, if the lawyer isn't their first stop, what is their first stop? Well, we can unpack exactly what each of those seven areas of divorce are. I call them solutions because they really are solutions to the problems that keep cropping up in people's um, transition. So I call them solutions. So uh, let's unpack the seven divorce solutions so that I can better show you the variety of professionals that you can select from. And you can get specialized support during your divorce from a variety of people who are not lawyers. Okay, that sounds good. So if that's okay with you, I'll just um, outline again that there are seven solutions. There's Mm -hmm. uh, the mental solution, the financial solution, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, the interpersonal, as well as the legal. Those are the seven different components to the process. But um, what each one of those is kind of helps explain where you would go to get support from a different professional. So if you look at the mental solution first, that's sort of what I call the five Ps. It's your psychology. Um, They're the um, patterns in your behavior, the presence, the productivity and performance, your ability to have progress. Um, purpose is another way of putting it. You know, when you have a mindset or a perspective as you're going through something, your psychology, um, your productivity, and your performance sometimes gets affected. I call it divorce brain fog because I see highly confident people go through a divorce and all of a sudden they're just frozen. You know, they've got paralysis of some kind. They can't make decisions effectively. You have to repeat yourself five times because they're in a fog and they aren't processing information. It, It really does affect you know, people's control uh, over themselves and over their day, their concentration, their clarity of of thought. Um, And there are complementary professionals that can assist with that. Um, One professional I recommend frequently to my uh, clients is a divorce coach. A divorce coach is like a life coach who can help with action steps to propel you forward through your stuckness when you're going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, Another professional that I have recommended to clients is a performance coach, like a mindset coach. Um, Sports psychologists uh, have a lot of influence on their athletes as they go through um, very emotionally turbulent times in their life, and a mindset performance coach can be just as effective. As well, so could a psychologist. Um, also meditation professionals. Um, in fact, I'm sure we know some in common. There are some meditation professionals who can help people calm the screaming in their head, just kind of calm the noise so they can focus again. So meditation coaches um, are very effective when it comes to sharpening your mental solution when you're going through a divorce. 
um, to touch on the financial solution. We, we kind of already know what that is. <clears throat> it's essentially the debts, it's the retirements, the investments, the property to support the cash money in the marriage. And this financial solution, it can affect your solvency. It can affect your age of retirement because you have to divide assets. Um, it can affect your credit score if somebody misses a payment. And there are a, a host of professionals who can actually assist you with this proactively before there's a problem, but definitely after there actually is a problem. Um, people that most uh, people we're most familiar with are like tax professionals, CPAs, certified mortgage specialists, credit repair specialists, certified divorce financial planners or certified divorce financial analysts who can help you calculate how to divide things in real numbers, not just hypothetical guesstimations. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's real estate divorce specialists who help you um, navigate the divorce, the unique turmoils of selling real estate during divorce, when both spouses may not be on the same page. Both spouses may not be eager to sell the family home. One that person certainly might happens. be causing problems. Oh, it does, all the time. I know you've seen it. I've seen it quite a bit. Um, next, the emotional solution. Uh, that's sort of the stages of grief. You know how people go through um, emotional instability and, and questioning their self-worth as they go through a divorce. Sometimes it's as a result of their subconscious belief systems from when they were a child. And um, it does end up rearing its ugly head when you have somebody who's not resilient or starts on a downward spiral because that emotional solution, like I mentioned, it can become physical. It can mm-hmm. tip over into physical health issues. So yeah, I think it's important that you mention grief because it's definitely mm-hmm. true that a lot of people going through divorce, even the people who initiated the divorce, mm-hmm. yeah. go through the whole process of grieving. They've got all yeah. those emotions, the, the sadness, the helplessness, the anger, the bargaining with God. You know, all of it happens. It's, it's scary change. It really is. Yeah. And that's something that anybody experiences, whether you're the initiator or the recipient. And there are professionals that can help with that. You know, we oftentimes bring guest speakers in who can speak about um, psychotherapy. So psychotherapists are a, a great uh, stop on the path to becoming a lot more whole as you're going through this transition. Self-esteem mm-hmm. coaches, hypnotherapists, there's a lot of good work professionals out there who can help you cope with the stages of grief and help you redefine your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. We were we did mental, financial, emotional, physical. Physical. We just mentioned physical, so we'll do physical. So physical solutions are not just um, how the divorce is manifesting stress in your body, but it's also looking at how there are healing foods that you could be putting into your body. There are healing spaces that could be physically supporting you better with feng shui or perhaps um, looking at divorce decor as an option for creating a more supportive healing space without all of the memories and and phantoms of the marriage constantly staring at you from every bookshelf. Um, Mm -hmm. There are healing exercise movements through physical training. Uh, Physical trainers are professionals that we put... uh, we have on speed dial in many respects. We have lots of people who go start taking yoga and special physical movement training so that they can reduce the stress and reduce the impact upon their actual autonomic nervous system as they go through 
a divorce. Spiritual Interesting poison. prescription. It is, it is. And there's so many things that could be uh, an alternative to medicine in many respects. You know, some, some people that are in our support group are not big medicators, are not heavy medicators, and they'll do anything they can to try to avoid being medicated. And some of these solutions have been extremely effective. And I've started to take a second look at some of them myself so that I can actually reduce my stress as a busy professional. Uh-huh. So um, spiritual solutions, you know, that's essentially what I mentioned when sometimes people are religious, sometimes people are not. But either way, we are all energetic beings. And there are complementary professionals that can assist in spiritual solutions. If you're a religious person, that could be a pastoral counselor or your priest, somebody who could help you reconnect to your deity. Uh, for people who aren't so religious, that could be um, uh, somebody who could explain the energetic impact that you have as you are rubbing off on others around you. That could be a law of attraction coach. That could be a numerologist. Um, we have some support group members who even go to psychics. And they have great experiences knowing that there's a little more to explain what's going on in the overall um, map of their life. There are some Mm -hmm. spiritual solutions that some people find comfort in when they're feeling disconnected, uncentered, um, without, you know, a positive vibration pushing out. Uh Uh-huh. Interpersonal solutions are basically the relationships around you. We know first and foremost, especially through the work we do, Relationships are changing. Parenting is becoming uh, single parenting, going from a two-parent household to a a single-parent household. Co-parenting becomes complicated. Step-parenting enters the picture. Sometimes even dating and having other relationships after divorce, it gets complicated. And sometimes we're doomed to repeat old cycles in new relationships if new structures aren't put in place. So that's why there's... Okay, so you, you need spiritual support and you need emotional support and you need... <laughs> frankly, I often recommend a support group for yeah. <laughs> people going through this process. At and least you need good friends. Exactly. Well, you know, even the friends sometimes end up taking sides and that's what's unfortunate about it is sometimes the relationships around us just shift suddenly and people take sides or, you know, people step away because they don't want to be sucked into the drama. So the professionals that we oftentimes bring in to assist with those situations are co-parenting facilitators, step-parenting educators or or step-parenting coaches. Um, We even have a divorcee dating coach who has worked with our group before who has been able to help people step out for the first time and begin getting out into the new dating realm because they've been married they were married during a time when there wasn't online dating, and dating looks totally different in the previous relationship than it does now. They enter a whole new world. So um, there's several great professionals who we've had excellent success with in helping people get through the interpersonal um, hurdles and, and find solutions. Okay. And then lastly, of course, the legal solution. It's the most common. People find that they, you know, when you think of a divorce, that seems to be the one that you jump on First, oftentimes that's um, the litigation professionals like lawyers. It could be um, mediation professionals such as yourself. Um, There are collaborative divorce lawyers and arbitration um, professionals, arbitrators. And once in a blue moon, you come across a a divorce legal strategist such as myself. But ultimately, you know, our 
it, we round out the menu of legal professionals who, who specialize in guiding you through the courthouse portion of the divorce. And, um, you know, I say all of that and I outline all of those different wonderful professionals to be able to, to demonstrate that lawyers are not the be-all, end-all, nor should they be. There are so many other people who can help and guide and support you as you're going through this very difficult time. And that, honestly, as you start and embark upon this journey, it seems more often than not, in my experience, people need to focus on some of the other solutions rather than the legal one first. To square away the financial, to get prepared emotionally, to get prepared interpersonally, to handle a different parenting structure. Mm-hmm. There are many, many different solutions, and, and it seems like with the wonderful array of professionals that are out there, lawyers probably don't need to be the first step on the entire journey. I see. Um, I would think that a lot of people would think, well, maybe I better talk to my lawyer first so I know what to do to protect myself so that the financial outcome will be the way I need it to be. Um, You're saying that a better alternative might be to talk with a certified divorce financial analyst? It's all about the strategy. You know, we're all conditioned to think, I need to protect my rights. I need to talk to a lawyer. But statistically, that's basically putting yourself in the back seat of a cab that has a certain way of operating and, you know, basically is going to run a certain way. So if, by all means, you will want to get, uh, you will want to get educated legally and you will want to know what your rights are at some point in the game. But what I'm saying is we find more often than not that there are more pressing needs that, A, don't cost as much, and <laughs> B, can That's true. take, you know, can have a bigger impact, a bigger bang for your buck so that you can get some other things out of the way before you end up having to plunk several thousand dollars down for a retainer for a lawyer when they're just going to drive the cab with or without your input. So... You know, what if you're not sure what you need or, you know, what do you, what do you do if you don't know what your action step should be? You can begin working on a strategy. You can, you can begin by calling into our free support group at divorcesupport.org. It's free. We have invested in the technology to provide ongoing support, ongoing strategy, no matter where you are, no matter how busy you are. People dial in from overseas who are on military deployment, who are on business trips because they, they can. They have Skype. And every other Tuesday, people RSVP on our website at divorcesupport.org, and we have group sessions, support and strategy sessions, which some people can attend in person if they're local, but most people dial in from their home or their work or their commute or, or anywhere they are. It's that really, that sounds like a fantastic resource. Um, unfortunately, we need to take another break, so let's come back to that in a couple of minutes. Are you struggling with emotional, financial, and legal stress related to divorce? The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia by Virginia Collin and Rebecca Martin teaches how to handle these processes in any state with special attention to Virginia's laws. This book can help you take care of yourself, 
get free legal advice, develop a good co-parenting plan, keep expenses down, and arrange a do-it-yourself divorce. The Guide to Low-Cost Divorce in Virginia is available from Amazon for just $4.99. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace to speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Most adults are able to make good decisions about how their families can move forward. They do not need to rely on courts to make such decisions, especially in cases of divorce. Far too many people suffer unnecessary anguish because they do not know what family mediators can do. We help people discuss problems constructively in a private, confidential setting. We help them stop fighting and stay out of court. To learn more about mediation and other family matters, visit ColinFamilyMediationGroup.com. Colin has one L and no S. Want to help make our world a better place, but not sure where to start? Tune into Better Worldians Radio with the creators of the social game on Facebook called A Better World. Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue, and Gregory Hansel, who will inspire you to make a big difference in small ways. They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers, and everyday people who are changing the world daily. Better Worldians Radio is heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to Family Matters. To reach Dr. Virginia Collin or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radio show at collinfamilymediationgroup.com. Now, back to Family Matters. My guest today is Jennifer Moyer. She's a nationally known family lawyer, and she's talking today about transformative divorce, about paying attention to all the aspects of your well-being and your life that are changing when you're in the process of getting divorce. She's been telling us a little bit about DivorceSupport.org, where you can call in for free assistance just beginning to think about what strategy should you use, what are your most urgent problems, what areas of your life do you need to focus on first? So you want to go ahead with that, Jenna? Yeah, I just want to clarify that um, those call-in sessions are on Tuesdays. We have Tuesday evenings, um, every other Tuesday, we have those group support and strategy sessions that you were just describing. And people can dial in from their home or work or anywhere in the world, but that is the simplest and best way that I can help um, to begin uncovering your action steps. And the goal is really just to not just have to survive after divorce. If you can plan and make a strategy to end up um, with intent rather than just float through on the inner tube of life and end up wherever it leads you, 
that would be the goal so that you have a little more control over the process. So that's sort of the first step that I can offer in helping to uncover people's strategy um, for free. Okay, and possibly it's a good idea to mention that we're talking about Tuesday evening in the Washington, D.C. area. If you're in a different time zone, you need to make the adjustment. Correct, correct. Um, And But even for those who can't attend on Tuesday evenings, East Coast time, in addition to the regularly scheduled Tuesday night group telecons, we also give support group members the option to reserve one-on-one strategy sessions so that they, they have the privacy to speak more in-depth about their evolving strategy. Or if they want to dig in a little deeper and, and uncover some personalized action steps, you know, with more guidance, with more accountability than we could do in a group setting. So even for those that could not attend um, or don't want to attend a group session on Tuesday evenings for free, those are two of the fastest ways to begin mapping out your ideal strategy. And to kind of uncover some correct action steps to get you there. Our purpose is to make divorcesupport.org the one-stop shop for strategy before, during, and after divorce. So we hope to be able to provide as much guidance and as much resource as possible. I see. So how important do you think it is for people to have a local face-to-face support group of some sort, in, maybe in addition to getting the strategy coaching that's available from divorcesupport.org? Do people need face-to-face contact with people who care? It's sort of a personal preference. Um, we have seen people who kind of split right down the middle with that request. Uh, we do hold in-person meetings in the Washington, D.C. area as available, um, scheduled dictating, weather dictating. But we find that most people going through divorce, especially in this economy right now, and again, we've been doing this for six years now, so we've kind of seen trends over the economic climate as it has changed. We find that most people right now are um, a little busy, and they're not as eager to leave their, uh, their job, they're working later hours, they're working longer hours, they're putting more time in with their kids. Um, we find that most people are actually requesting to dial in and participate remotely because either they prefer the anonymity of not mm-hmm. having to speak personally about this very difficult transition they're experiencing, or they just physically couldn't get there anyway. So they dial mm-hmm. in from wherever they are and, you know, continue making dinner for the kids or, um, you know, continue working at their desk while we've got the discussion going on in the background. And when they want to ask a question or they want to sit in the hot seat, so to speak, and actually uncover some action steps for themselves, well, then they can unmute the phone and they can talk. But it's just a personal preference thing. I actually enjoy the remote aspect of it because it allows me to do more with my day. But there are several um, requests that we've had over the years for somebody to do a more social gathering so that people could you know, just get together and, and, you know, go to happy hour or, you know, find some way to get out of the house to just kind of break the monotony or break the silence of, yeah. of their day-to-day activity. And um, that's something we have done as well. So I think it just yeah. is personal preference. Yeah. I could easily imagine that it would be good to have both. You know, I might be calling you on Tuesday evenings to help work out my strategy, mm-hmm. 
And I might also love to have a support group that gets together for coffee on Sunday afternoon in whatever part of the world I live in. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Well, for people who are interested in doing local gatherings, we are actually on the forefront right now of starting to create that opportunity um, with people in different locations. We've been running the test project of doing in-person gatherings in the Washington, D.C. area for several years, and it was very successful. If people are interested in branching out and being an organizer in their local community, we're actually ready to have that uh, discussion where we can help them. We can actually help them organize it. We can give them some tools to be able to, to reduce the stress and reduce the workload on them. So, It's an interesting thing that you bring it up because it's something that I've been thinking about for a little while now. And since we are national, it would be a great idea to take that, um, to take that in-person event, um, and bring it to fruition elsewhere. That sounds like it would be a great resource. Are there any specific upcoming support group events that would be of interest to the audience? Uh, well, definitely. Um, you know, we're almost in December now. Uh, I'm sorry, we are, excuse me, strike that, because I think this will air in December. So let me just rephrase. Um, we're in December now, and December we are kicking off a brand new online workshop. It's our Before I Go online workshop, and it will cover the 10 most important action steps that you must take before you and your spouse get separated. And it's a major event because these 10 critical action steps can make or break your divorce strategy. So we decided to put it into an online format so that people could access it more easily. And we definitely feel it's something you don't want to miss out on. So that's coming in December. You'll uh, have more information when we get the exact dates and the exact access for that. It'll be up on our website at divorcesupport.org. And then our most popular online workshop, the Separation Creation Workshop is always hosted every season, four times a year, and it is starting again in January. Again, it's an online workshop, but we always begin the new year with that one because uh, it's the workshop to help everyone whose marital friction escalated during the holidays, and it's the workshop for anyone who's thinking about separating or who are already separated but without a separation agreement. Um, you know, sometimes people find that, you know, as the new year comes comes around, uh, they find that their spouse, um, you know, had a New Year's resolution to get separated because they needed to, to think things through or they're having a midlife crisis and they wanted to find themselves. Or maybe the New Year's resolution was, you know, I won't be unhappy anymore. And there's some work that needs to be done, perhaps with some marriage counseling. So it is a really powerful workshop to help people get Um, more familiar with the most important document of your divorce. And that is a separation agreement. So our our online workshop is coming again in January. Okay, and people can find that at divorcesupport.org. That will be coming up again soon, correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. You mentioned 10 action steps in the Before I Go workshop. Would you like to say a little more detail about that? Well, it's a lot of information, and that's why it literally lends itself to its own workshop. But 
Um, we do a lot with acronyms. I think in another life I was a teacher, and when I'm thinking of ways um, to come up with tools or resources and workshops to help empower the support group audience, to help empower our members and, and inform them and educate them, I usually work within acronyms. And before I go is the acronym that we use to remind people what are those 10 important action steps that you need to take before you're getting separated. It literally is B-E-F-O-R-E-I-G-O, and that spells out the action steps that we go through in the workshop. And um, because I've been working on that for several years of evolving that and filling in different gaps, um, we actually trademarked it last year, and uh, we're in a position now where we're we're ready to start putting it into uh, an online format so that people can access that and begin strategizing pre-divorce, pre-separation, you know, when most people don't even know where to turn, when you don't know any more than my spouse is thinking about it or I'm thinking about it. That can be a scary place to be because, you know, you don't want to lawyer up then. You want to get information. You want to get prepared. And that is a very strategic workshop help you talk through and work through what do I need to do before I go. Okay. You know, we have talked a lot about seven different aspects of what's changing in your life when you're divorcing, maybe 10 steps that you should take before you even separate, if possible. I wonder whether, obviously, without naming names because we need to protect people's confidentiality and privacy. But I wonder if if you could tell maybe a story of someone you helped through this process of planning a separation and taking care of all the aspects of their life, being aware of everything that's changing in a holistic way. And, you know, tell us how that went with somebody and how that's different from what you would experience if you just got a lawyer who focused solely on the legal process? Mm -hmm. Well, um, there isn't one beautiful case study that encompasses all of the answer that that your question was referring to, but I can create a cross-section of actual experiences. Um, One of the things that we find through our support group specifically, not through my practice as a lawyer, but literally through the support group, we find that folks are coming to us having already hired lawyers and already finding that they don't know enough about their own process and they're scared to ask because the lawyer is not as communicative and or, you know, they're billing them gobs of money just to answer questions. So right. they end up creating this shelter, this, this wall around themselves where they're afraid to get informed from the person that they've hired to inform them. So... They're thankfully finding the support group. They're thankfully coming to us, and through our work at divorcesupport.org, they're tapping into our um, support and strategy sessions. Maybe they're taking advantage of the one-on-one private sessions. Either way, they're definitely exposed to the workshops and the tools and the resources and the guest speakers, and they're finding that they did not realize that there were so many options available to them. And um, they also realized that there are um, many outlets for support. Um, sometimes the outlets for support are, you know, to help them do damage control. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, if you remember the blizzards we had uh, a few years back, yes. we had a support group member who 
um, you know, had separated and did not think twice about having a prolonged long-term separation. They were trying to figure it out. They didn't have a plan. They were kind of on that inner tube of life that I described. And they found that time passed by, and surprise, three years later, they were still separated but still married and still totally entangled financially and legally. In the eyes of the law, they were still Mr. and Mrs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many horror stories come from that one place right there. And I have so many stories I could share with you. But we hear them all the time in support groups. You know, in this one instance during the blizzard, the, the... spouse that stayed in the family home didn't shovel the sidewalk fast enough out in front of the house, and somebody slipped on the ice and fell and got hurt. And both spouses were sued, including the one who hadn't been there for years. Wow. So, you know, that can be prevented. That can be prevented with strategy, with forewarning and being forearmed and for sure that you know what to do before I go. And, and, you know, using some of the tools that we've created, which honestly have been a cross-section of horror stories that we've heard over the years. You know, we've yeah. created some very effective tools because we have seen and heard it all from support yeah. group members over the years. I know um, one huge component of a lot of the horror stories is just how long it takes. Yeah. You know, people think it would be, you know, a fairly straightforward process and it isn't. It turns out that there are a whole bunch of steps in the process, and it sometimes takes years. Mm-hmm. It's the cab ride from hell. Yeah. They don't realize when they get in the back that they're not going to be at all asked for directions, and they're not going to be in the driver's seat at all. And they end up finding that they didn't have any choice over the timing, the pace, the tenor, <laughs> the conduct, nothing. But they got billed for it. Oh, they sure got billed for it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, very, okay. it's a very uncomfortable experience for many, and that's why we encourage people to get informed and empowered before they take that first step. That sounds so important. I know from my own experience, I know from my own experience getting divorced, and I, I know from the people I work with in family mediation sessions, it's just enormously important. It is wonderful when you can pay attention to all the ways that your life is changing. So I want to thank you, Jennifer Moyaher. You've taught us a lot today, and it's about time to wrap up this show. Any last it has words? It's been a pleasure. I'm I'm very glad that you were able to find the time to come and talk with us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I always love getting to connect with you when we are available. It's so nice to have another heart-centered legal professional. We're, we're hard to find, so I love getting to connect with you whenever possible. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Family Matters. Please tune in for another edition featuring host Dr. Virginia Collin next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be kind, heal, and grow.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.